Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Sarthak Mundal, and I'm joined by football agent Stephen Dunham with me today. Hello, Stephen. How are you? Hi, Sarthak. Yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah, keep trying to keep safe in, uh, in, in the lockdown and the, and the corona crisis. So I hope everyone's well. Yeah, we are indeed in unprecedented times. And definitely, as you can see, football, the football season is not going ahead. Uh, the FA has scans made null and void some of the leagues from step three to all the leagues from step three to step six effectively. Yes, that's correct. And there is the contract situation going on with the Premier League, the EFL and the other leagues across Europe because I guess some of the players have their contract expiring in June. Yes, I mean, most players' contracts are uh, will run to the 30th of June because that's really when the when the season itself um, uh, finishes um, it, uh, for, for employment contract terms, a new one start on the 1st of July. Um, so obviously there will be a number of players across the world whose contracts uh, expire on that date. Obviously some won't, some will already be in contracts that, uh, that will run beyond June 2020. But for those players that, that do have uh, contracts that expire, uh, some of them may already have signed pre-contract uh, uh, agreements with other clubs. Um, you are allowed to uh, to discuss a transfer in the last six months of your contract. Um, so a, a number of players will have uh, agreements to join other clubs in place. Um, obviously, you know, Chelsea are one club in, in such with um, with uh, Zain, who's who, you know who's coming from 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 Ajax. Um, another a, a vast number of, of players, also some of the younger players. Um, obviously, if they're they're coming to the end of their um, uh, their academy days, so they'll be looking at potentially having their academy contracts by, uh, finish, and then maybe being offered professional contracts. Um, it affects really every every level of the game. Um, I think the, the and especially at maybe in in England at sort of steps one and two in the in the National League, um, where obviously the number of contracts and players generally tend to move around a lot in the summer. So it's very yeah, difficult times at the moment for, for, for all involved in, in, in football. And we will have to wait and see and be guided, I think, by FIFA. I understand that there is currently a FIFA working party um, that is looking at, obviously, the impact of, of coronavirus and how they can amend and update the regulations on the, the status and transfer of players uh, documentation that obviously guides the whole uh, movement of players uh, and registration of players throughout the world. So basically, as no games are taking place obviously now, which translates to lost revenue for the clubs as well, as we are seeing with the English Premier League and I guess and Nor Norwegian television has already refused to pay the Premier League clubs the next cycle of their television revenue, which have a knock-on effect of the clubs effectively paying their players. And we all know that some of the clubs, such as Leeds United, the first team players and coaching staff have agreed to take a wage cut until the situation is resolved. But on the other hand, we have seen that FC Barcelona players they have refused to take a wage cut. They want their wages to be paid. 
So what can FIFA do here? Because as I say, we are in the middle of a humanitarian crisis right now because the world is trying heart and soul for its survival, essentially. Yeah, I'd, 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 agree, I'd agree with that. I think, um, yeah, there are a, a number of issues. FIFA could um, try to amend um, uh, the way the contracts are, are looked at and say that they should be extended until uh, this current season is completed. Let's say if um, the current season gets completed by the end of, say, let's say September, um, that matches are able to start again and then there's a completion of the season that those contracts are just extended out to that period, um, that new contracts uh, and uh, agreements that are in place would be delayed until the end of that season. Um, now, while FIFA can probably do that themselves and, and amend their regulations uh, and say that every individual association is able to amend their own internal regulations, um, that's fine, but the issue then is how uh, those regulations then dovetail with the employment law in each particular country. Um, and I think certainly under English law, um, players, if they want to, you know, there, there's a variation of their contract if they're having to defer or, or take a wage cut, um, that um, potentially means that the, the employers could be in breach of contract. Um, and whether players would have still have the right to, to not to work effectively if they, if, if they wish. So there's a whole issue around the legal employment contracts for each individual association, and that will differ from Spain to Italy to Germany to France to the UK to South America. So, you know, FIFA could amend its regulations, but there are, I think, some over 200 national associations that are part of FIFA and they all have their own uh, employment laws. So it's, it's a complex issue. Um, I think it's one, as you say, football at the moment is, yeah, it, it's part of obviously the worldwide issue, but it's only, a, you know, it's a very, very small part. As you say, we've, we've never had these sort of times as, you know, ourselves in, in, in our lifetime. And it's something that, I think everyone just needs, almost needs to, to park their own issues at the moment and um, try and work together to um, establish how we can move forward, how clubs and organisations can continue in business via support from the national associations, from FIFA, uh, from government, as other businesses are. Um, People have to get real, in my, in my opinion, and that includes agents, players. They have to take their responsibilities. You know, some of them at the elite end of the game are phenomenally well-paid athletes, and rightly so. Um, but with that comes a responsibility. And as you say, the, the humanity responsibility for me, I think, has to override everything at the moment. So... While there is a lot of talk around players saying we're not going to play if we have to be forced to play three games in a week and condense the season here, we're not going to do that, we're not going to do this. I think people just need to sit back and take a reality check and just say this is completely unprecedented. We are going to have to create new avenues of how we work together, how uh, just for a, a very short period of time, hopefully, 
just to get everything back up and running. Um, because ultimately, if clubs start going out of business, players aren't going to have contracts to um, uh, to sign and salaries to uh, to to take. So everyone needs to pull together, and we need to get a consensus. And it's difficult because obviously people's livelihoods are at risk, um, businesses are at risk, um, but. I think every time something, a date comes out at the moment, like we said, oh, we, we, we're going to delay until the 30th of April and then we'll review. Well, I think looking at where we are, certainly in the UK, the 30th of April will not be a, a date on which the country is ready to, to allow any type of mass gatherings again. Obviously, football being, being you know, the, the main one uh, in the country. So my own view is... I can't really see football being able to be in a position to start playing until, well, I would say at least September at the moment. But again, it's you know, each new day brings a new um, a new direction. Um, so yeah, a bit a, a bit long and maybe a little bit of a <laughs> of a, that's more of a rant, but uh, you know, expression of, of my opinion and how I think football needs to fit in with the rest of the world. So, some of the Premier League clubs, as you know, have said that the season should be made null and void. Uh, and Liverpool, obviously, with 25 points ahead, would be would feel hard done by if the season is made null and void. But if the season is made null and void, it would obviously have implications on the continental qualifications for the Champions League. How would you decide that? Who would get the prize money and stuff? And as far as I know, across the world, <clears throat> there is only one league that has a mathematically decided champion, uh, which is the Indian League. Uh, although it is not finished, the champions have already been decided because no one can mathematically catch them. Right. So, uh, what do you think in Europe they sh the football associations should do? Because I guess some of these step three to step six clubs, they have said that we should decide the league table on the basis of points per game because that is how they obviously allow the promotion and relegation in the lower leagues of the country. Yeah, I mean, I, it's a very tricky one. And, you know, obviously, as soon as someone makes a, a comment saying, no, we need to play the season, finish the season, whatever, um, for the integrity of the competition, others are saying, no, null and void, let's just create a clean slate and start with a new season uh, whenever we're able to. Um, and obviously people, uh, you know, have their own um, uh, agendas for that. Um, you know, if you're a, you know, if you were looking at a null and void season, if you were currently one of the three teams in the relegation uh, zone for the Premier League, you'd be, you'd be happy with that. Um, and, and conversely, obviously, if you're, if you're Liverpool and you're that far ahead and, you know, in all likelihood you are going to win the Premier League, um, then you're going to want to finish the season to enable you to, to, to claim that title. Something, obviously, for Liverpool uh, as a club, something they haven't done since um, 1989. So it's a big thing. Um, my view, and I think where it looks like the consensus is, is that they, are, they will try and finish this season in a, in a condensed uh, a period, and that may extend through till 
September, October, but still finish this season. Um, and then what they will then try and do is probably then go into a, a pre-season arena um, to give some players some time off to recover, to get people back on their pre-season tracks and then maybe have a shortened season for, which would be the 2021 uh, season, would be condensed to try and then catch up. So it may well be that, um, uh, that, that they condense uh, the season. I'm not sure in terms of how they would work it in terms of number of games and who would play who if you had 20 teams and you're not having 38 games. Well, you know, who you decide uh, who plays who plays who? I'm sure there um, will be any number of uh, 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 of mathematical uh, algorithms that could sort that out. I mean, certainly if you look at the NFL and how they structure their season. Obviously, the clubs there or the organisations there have uh, in 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 each individual uh, division. They they have three other teams. They play those three teams twice, and there is then. Uh, uh, they have a, a system that allocates the rest of the games to, to make up the rest of their regular season. So I'm sure it could be something around that, but you've then got to make sure that the integrity of the league is maintained. And then obviously as, as time goes on, we might have a shortened season and then go back into full seasons. The, the, the obviously way that that could work is obviously around trying to fit it in with a, with, a, with a new season around the World Cup. Because obviously the World Cup in 2022 um, run is in November and December, obviously in Qatar. So um, there could, that could provide a way of, um, of structuring seasons to, to, to get us back to the normal start the season in August, finish, finish in May. So I think that's where it could end up. Um, but it, it, you know, each um, each league will have to decide, and uh, and maybe it's a FIFA FIFA thing across the world. It's it, it, it's a difficult one. Personally, I think as at the moment, if we can finish, we we need to. But that's not going to happen in a in a short time period. And uh, if we can't, if that is seriously we are looking, you know, till sort of November, December time before we, we're in a position to be able to get matches on, then it may well be that we have to null and void this season and we look maybe to start with a new condensed season for next, for next year. Now, there are lots of ramifications for clubs at all, at all levels and certainly the, the amounts of money that are in the game from, from broadcasters. Uh, but... At the moment, obviously, you know, the issue is what happens to those contracts um, if seasons aren't completed, etc. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a very tricky one, but I think that's where we'll end up. There will be some consensus to try and finish this season, but if, if, if that does drag on too long, then I think they will look for the null and void option. I, I think they will make provisions for various options and as soon as there is some definite time frame from from government in terms of how we can readjust and start to get back to, to, to normal living, 
then that's when they will have to then make a decision as to which option they choose. Or do, if we have a condensed season in the next year, which is looking more likely that we will have, do you think Premier League can go the way of the Scottish Premiership where they have like a split season? It is like where you play all the teams each other once and then the top half and the bottom half play each other. You have 28 games a season. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that would be one way of doing it and something that, that gives, uh, you know, a, an integrity to the competition. And that's what I think has to be maintained in any form of sporting competition. You have to look at ensuring that the integrity is in place and um, it is a fair system. Not everyone will agree with it. Everyone will, will say, well, it's, you know, I want to be one side of the line or, or the other and uh, not the other. But yeah, it's all around maintaining that in integrity because if you don't have the integrity in your product, then your uh, sponsors, your broadcasters are not going to want to be associated with that. So it's, it, it's something that they have to keep in mind that integrity of competition is paramount. Thank you for your time, Stephen. It, is, it was nice speaking to you. And obviously, yeah. I hope you and your family stay safe in these unprecedented times. Yes, thank you very much for, for inviting me, Sartak. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure to chat with you this morning. And yeah, um, best wishes to, to, to you and, and your family and best wishes, obviously, to everyone in the football world. And as we say, um, we need to stay safe, stay home, save lives. So um, all the best, Sartak, and we'll speak soon. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you.